0: This is season two of the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collingsworth. Each week, we'll hear the story of what God has done in the lives of different people. We'll talk about things that have marked them, and I know you'll be encouraged. Most of them are just like you. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I'm so glad y'all are back with us here on the Marked Podcast podcast. Um, I'm so excited about our guest today. Um, I know that she is somebody that I have seen from afar for a really long time and have enjoyed her work and enjoyed um, getting to chat with her just a few weeks ago at our Lifeway Women's Forum. Um, but I was thrilled when Megan said that she would be here on the podcast today. And so Megan Alexander is our guest. Um, you may have seen her on Inside Edition or on um, NFL football as a correspondent. Um, she's been all over the place. But one thing that I love about her is that her faith in the Lord is strong. Um, she's actually just written a new book called Faith in the in the spotlight that I've already read and we'll probably talk a little bit about later. Um, but Megan, welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Thanks, Mary Margaret. Great to be here. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about you, you know, for somebody who may not be familiar with you. Um, tell us a little bit about you, your family, what you do for a living, that sort of thing.
1: Sure. Well, born and raised in Seattle, Washington, and attended christian school my whole life um kindergarten through my senior year in high school wonderful wonderful uh, school in seattle called king schools and then i went to Westmont College, which is a small Christian college in Santa Barbara, California. And, you know, just had one of those upbringings where I was raised in the faith, but my parents really encouraged me to try a variety of things. And whether it was sports, um, trying out for the school play, you know, running for student council, I just Mm -hmm. kind of tried to do a little bit of everything and appreciate that my parents encouraged me to do something. Even if it felt uncomfortable, I certainly got cut from many a team, including the high school basketball team, which at the time was devastating. (laughs) But we learned so much, and I'm thankful for that, and I'm grateful for it because I do think that has helped me in my career be comfortable talking to anybody, um, doing okay in an uncertain situation. You know, I have to travel a lot for my job. And in terms of getting into television, you know, when I graduated college, I I just did a lot of different internships in college, Mm -hmm. in radio and TV. I'm a firm believer that practical on-the-job experience is one of the best things you can do if you want to work in entertainment. And then, you know, the part-time radio gig at nine bucks an hour, one thing one thing led to the next. And yep. I'll tell you, my first job was, was real, real sexy. I was the overnight classical music DJ. No. So my shift was midnight to 6 a.m., <laughs> classical music.
0: I, what, for you the, you for the that handful of people that, that were listening. Right. Sure, oh <laughs> exactly. For the the 10 people that were, yes.
1: that were staying up late. But you know, one thing leads to the next and just getting your foot in the door. And I mean, it's the same equipment and there's a lot of similar people that work in all different types of our industry. So just once you get your foot in the door, I just started observing and learning and asking questions and one thing sort of led to the next.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that because I think we we all, whatever it is that we end up doing with our lives, we start somewhere. And, yes. and it's super easy to look ahead and go, oh, well, let me just jump over to this spot. Like, what can I do to get on TV? What can I get, you know, to do to get the morning show on the radio or whatever that may look like, you know, but we have to start somewhere.
1: We absolutely do. And, you know, along the way, I mean, I joke with my husband about it all the time. I really enjoyed some of those early gigs, some of those early radio jobs. Yeah. I, I keep in touch with everybody. It's neat to see what everyone's doing now. I'm so grateful for the people that back then when I was 22, fresh out of college, and probably a little obnoxious with all my questions. <laughs> I'm so grateful that they sat and talked to me, you know, and offered yeah. me their advice. And it's, it's fun to keep in touch now. So yeah, I got to tell people, it is very interesting to me, the jobs that a lot of people think just pay pennies or, you know, sometimes maybe it's a free internship. Those are so valuable. Don't look at those small jobs in terms of the dollar worth. Look at it in terms of who you're going to meet. Who are you going to be able to observe? Those are incredibly important experiences um, that I look back on very fondly now. And I I realize, you know, it's difficult at the time to put in the long hours, but it pays off.
0: Absolutely. And so what kind of, what kind of started this journey for you into like broadcast communication into doing that, you know, the types of things that you're doing now? Yeah. Well,
1: I got to tell you, um, coming out of college and and going to a Christian college where, you know, much of the emphasis was on ministry and, and I understand why, you Mm -hmm. know, um, whether it was ministry or education or, um, pursuing perhaps higher education, you know, I just had this feeling inside of me that I wanted to perform, I wanted to entertain, I wanted to produce and create. And um, a sort of a defining moment for me occurred in high school, when we were all getting ready for um, prom, and we were standing around as a group, just talking, and all the parents were there, and we were taking photos. And I shared this story with you before at the LifeWay Women's Conference, one of my guy friends, his father is a pastor, um, mm-hmm. his name's the Reverend Shields, <laughs> and I, he asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I sort of apologized and said, I think I want to be a news anchor. I know it's not a pastor. I know it's not a doctor. I think I want to be a news anchor, and he said to me something that changed my life in many ways. He said, Megan, every job is a ministry. Every person is a minister, and that was just, that was a moment for me. That was oh, one yeah. of those aha, light bulb moments. So that was sort of why I had the confidence to continue pursuing broadcasting, as I really believed. Okay, Lord, I think this is what you want me to do. I'm going to keep going down this path, keep checking in with you about it, keep praying. With, you know, praying that it's the right thing for me to do. And and again, one thing led to the next, and um, you know, now I'm I'm on a show now, Inside Edition, which covers a variety of things, whether it's entertainment, business, politics, sports. So I, I do get. My hand in a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. but, it, but I still believe it's where God wants me to be.
0: Awesome. I love that. And, you know, I, I love that you said, you know, every job is a ministry. Every person is a minister because that's so true. And it's so, it's biblical. And, um, and I read a book a long time ago called Roaring Lambs by Bob Briner. And, um, and it said that exact same thing that, like, you know, God has called every single one of us to something different. He's called every one of us to something unique to us and, um, and to what it is that He's wired us to do. And so we have to do that, but do it with the heart of a minister, with the heart of somebody who, who loves Jesus and who will, Um, you know, be influential wherever it is that he has planted us.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that's so important. And when you view life that way, your world really opens up
0: Yeah, and you go,
1: yeah, you go, okay, Lord, well, if this is, if this is how it's supposed to be, then yeah, I'll take this journey with you. And Mm -hmm. then it's interesting to see the calling that he puts on each person's life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so it's so unique, and so I know that women listening today are, you know, coming from a variety of backgrounds. Some of them may still be in college, trying to figure out um, what it is that they're doing, and you know, those internships, like you said, and just these, you know, first time job opportunities. Don't be afraid to take those, and you know, and maybe some of you are in your early thirties or forties or somewhere for a little bit further down the road, and are trying to figure out what that looks like, and maybe struggling with what God's called you to do. And mean, um, it's so important to remember that God can use you wherever it is that He has planted you, and it doesn't have to be in a church setting. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, with the title that comes with it that says, I'm a full-time minister, but um, but they were all ministers of the gospel wherever it is that he's planted us.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, for me, Mary Margaret, the moment that was sort of the kick in the pants, if you will, for me to write this book was an email that I got a couple years ago from a pastor in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he wrote to me and he said, I have a church full of young, ambitious women. They have big career goals and dreams But they're uncertain if they can pursue those dreams in corporate America or secular society or the entertainment industry. Um, You know, they they think they're going to need to compromise their faith. They don't think they can do it. And he said, I have few people to point them towards, but I know of you. And that touched me for a couple of reasons. One, exactly what you just said encouraging people that maybe their path is a little different than what we've typically seen in the church or maybe encouraged for women in the church. You know, that touched me because, again, I feel that I've sort of been a little bit off the path sometimes of some of the my fellow you know students whether it's at Christian school or in in Christian college and then the second one is I I don't want them to have any fear if they do have those those desires and they feel that God is calling them. Okay, let's talk about it. No it's not easy but it can be done. Mm -hmm. And then I just said, okay, let's put pen to paper and start figuring out this book because I want to be open and honest and encourage and let people know it is very possible. But yeah, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it with each other.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and your book hits, so it hits that nail on the head, you know, with such practical things just from your life, you know, but as you, you know, the, the title is faith in the spotlight. And so what is it like to be a woman of faith in the spotlight? You know, if you had to kind of sum it up or talk, you know, talk about it for a minute, what does that look like for you?
1: You know, that's a great question. Um, I think in many ways I didn't overly think about it when I pursued this industry, Again, I wanted to produce, I wanted to create, I thought I would be in front of the camera, but I also have a passion for behind the scenes and love producing and writing and editing. Mm. So I wasn't exactly sure how that would play out. And I think that is also another reason that I felt the need to write this book is I didn't overly think about it. Mm. And and as I write about um, in some of the chapters, I was sort of thrown into some situations on live television where I needed to make a decision. And I had some some fellow coworkers and co-hosts around me that were um, making decisions to be different people before, uh, I'm sorry, on and off camera. Mm -hmm. And I needed to decide what am I going to do? Am I going to be the same person? What does God call me to be? Um, So as, as a, as a woman in the spotlight, I would say, you know, number one, we, You know, we need to be who God calls us to be 100%. um, Stay true to your values and your heart. We need a good support system. If you're going to be in the spotlight, Mm. you need accountability. I've uh, figured out a small group of young ladies in New York. They're all in the entertainment industry that we got together just as a support group. We all said, you know, we can't make that morning Bible study at our church because we all have crazy hours working in television. Okay. Let's find a time that all works for us. So you need your accountability. You need Mm -hmm. your support. And you know, you need to keep coming back to the word to remind you who you're supposed to be.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, and for each of us, we can find those people, you know, that, and make it work for us. Because I lo- for a lot of women who work, you know, for me in particular, you know, like I'm, I'm, I look at my church's schedule sometimes, and a lot of what we offer, you know, in churches, as far as Bible study goes, is in the morning during, you know, during work hours for a lot of us. And so, yeah, you know, but there, but it's easy for us, I think, to create those opportunities on our own. And, you know, alongside our church or other, other believers, just to say, hey, let's, let's create some other times that'll work. And I love that you guys do that so- So intentionally, because it's crucial, it's crucial to our faith and to, um, the work that we do and, uh, you know, where it is that God's, God's put each one of us to have, you know, just some sisters around us who can hold us accountable, ask us hard questions, and just that it can relate to the seasonal life that we're in. Um, and so, so how, you know, as you, you know, look at your job? And so many people would say, oh, that's such a secular work environment. Oh, that's such a, it must be a dark place. You know, what, what does that look like, you know, as, as it plays out, you know, in, you know, with people seeing it that way from the outside, is that how it is on the inside? Or what does that kind of look like for you as a woman of faith?
1: Sure. Well, you know, again, in many ways, I, I, I was sort of processing with other people, what it means to hear the sermon Sunday morning or to read the Beth Moore Bible study, which I'm a big fan of hers and have, you know, read a lot of hers, mm-hmm. but then how to apply that directly to my life and to my job. Yeah. Okay. What does that look like on the job when you're having a conversation with someone or you're covering a story that you're not crazy about? So that's what I tried to write about in the book was I I, I still don't think there is enough out there of practical application, especially mm-hmm. for the working, ambitious a woman right now. Um, so, yes, on the job for me, every day is different. Every situation is different. Um, I, I'll be totally honest with you, Mary Margaret, and I write about it in the book. I didn't go into this industry wearing my WWJD bracelets, mm-hmm. wearing my cross necklace. I wanted to be known for good work. I wanted yeah. to be an excellent reporter, a good host, really wanted to be good at my craft because I really enjoyed the industry and I quickly learned. You have to deliver. I mean, you're there to produce results. And I think a lot of people can relate to that in all types of fields, whether you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, um, you know, dentist, teacher. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to usually report to a boss Mm -hmm. and and deliver results. So I wanted to be good at my craft first. And then I started seeing that there were small opportunities. For me, it's all about relationships. I feel like I've developed I've been with Inside Edition now for nine years. And I feel like I've developed relationships with people on the show where when I did start talking about my faith and wrote this book, um, it it was more of, oh, okay, that's just Megan. Mm -hmm. But we know she'll make deadline with us for that story. And you know, my photographer Billy that I cover the Super Bowl with, you know, we're going on seven years now. He's just like, Oh yeah, that that's not gonna change, you know, my relationship with Megan in the office though or in the studio. I know that. She'll work hard and she'll deliver with me. So I encourage people to take a seat at the table, which is, you know, I believe strongly that believers need to go after careers of influence, Mm -hmm. take a seat at the table and then look for those small opportunities. I really think it's in relationships and conversation and then obviously just how we act, you know, someone, somebody's always watching you and you may be a witness without saying a word.
0: I love that. And it's just, those are just major things that wherever it is that God has us that we can apply to our lives, you know, because we, you know, and and I think what you said is so crucial that God calls all of us to to these different things, but he's given a lot of us a seat at the table to be a woman of influence to stand up, you know, for, for what's right, you know, but to do that through, like you said, being good at what we do first, you know, being yes. with the underlying, you know, narrative of the fact that we um, love the Lord, um, but being good at what we do so that we have a seat at the table.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And that means, you know, going after you know the best college that you can, or again, even if it's starting with a small job and just doing it to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. I believe that small tasks done well lead to bigger things.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, well, who, who are some of the women in your life that have been influences, you know, on you, you know, I know you talk about some mentors in your book, who are some of those women for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know for me some of the women have been from afar I got to be honest I'm a big fan of Brene Brown who's an author um, she writes about vulnerability and courage mm-hmm. and I you know I've never met her I'm just a big fan of hers from afar um, in my industry there's a you know a couple people that I admire Deborah Norville who anchors our show mm-hmm. um, really appreciate her and respect her she's got a long-lasting marriage which is unusual yeah. in our industry in the TV industry so a lot of the people I've admired from afar are I just try to be intentional with my time with them. If I get five, 10 minutes in the hallway with Deborah, you know, I'll ask her a question or her thought on a story because I love to get her opinion. Mm -hmm. Personally, my mother has been a huge influence in my life. Um, I just had a wonderful mother that encouraged me to go after my dreams and goals. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a role model for me because after she raised my sister and I, she went back and got her master's degree. Um, didn't have time while she was raising us to get it but went back and got it so I think you know it's never too late to go after your dreams in life and I realize that we all have a lot of things to balance and and figure out but that's an inspiration to me and then obviously you know I mentioned some of the ladies that I just admire like Beth Moore Priscilla Shire Mm -hmm. you know some of those those great women that have written Bible studies that I've been in apartments in New York City with other women and you know we're watching our our Beth Moore video and have our notebooks (laughs) in our laps. so And then I would also say, Mary Margaret, I'm. we need, we need more. You mm-hmm. know, I think there comes a moment where you look around and with this book, I started looking at the bookshelves in, in some of the bookstores and I thought, gosh, there's so many great books out there for men that are in business, yeah. Christian business men, but I don't see a lot for Christian women in business. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a moment where you look around and you go, I guess I need to step up to the plate. I guess it's my turn. Even if I don't feel equipped... If this dream is planted in my heart, I trust that God will meet me, and he certainly has every step of the way. And you get to that moment in your life where you go, okay because it's my turn to give back. And maybe I'm supposed to be a role model or a mentor to someone else.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said that I didn't feel equipped to do this because I think that that is one of the greatest fears that so many of us have to overcome in our, you know, not only just in our lives, but in our walk with the Lord of these things that he puts right in front of us that says, this is the next step. And it's like, we look around kind of like Moses did and say like, well, I, I can't speak or I can't write or I can't do these things, but yet it's then it's what he's given to us to do. And I'm so thankful that that you took the opportunity and you wrote these things down because I know just as I sat and read your book I just I was so encouraged just to go gosh like I you know I'm a woman working in a corporate office in downtown Nashville and I love my job and you know but I want to you know grow in those skills and grow in those areas and so um, I hope that some more women will do exactly what you've done and and write um, write for women just like us.
1: Yes, I do, too. I do, too. And I know they're out there. You know, I know they're out there. I think it's important to get the conversation going and and hear from them. We need to hear from them.
0: Megan, so many people ask about, you know, work-life balance. And I feel like that's one of those buzzwords that we hear so often. Um, You know, for you as somebody who travels all the time and is kind of constantly on the go, what does that look like for you and your husband and your family, this whole idea of work-life balance?
1: You know, I got to be honest with you. I think we should take that word balance and throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, I just think it makes us feel guilty. And for a lot of people, it's just really unattainable. Yeah. You know, I, and I also think that, you know, God may call some of us. To really focus on career for a while. There are some days when I am all about my job. Mm-hmm. If I have a big assignment like covering the Super Bowl, I need to be away from the family for a week and it's 24-7. I need to concentrate. And then there's other times when I'm very much all about family. Yeah. So you, you got to get with your family, get with your spouse. My husband and I are constantly communicating, mm-hmm. okay, how we doing? When, when are your work conferences? When are mine? What are the boys up to? You know, you need to do what's right for you and your family. And just realized that it's an ongoing journey and every day is different. Every day is new. Um, you know, my, my father said to me when I graduated college, he said, Meg, congratulations, but the finals are never over. <laughs> and you know, I was kind of like, what, wait yeah. a second, my college finals are over. But I think what he really meant was it's an ongoing process to figure out. And I think all of us women, especially, we need to take a deep breath and give ourselves a good pat on the back yeah. and say, Hey, you're doing okay, you're Mm -hmm. doing just fine keep on going. What's right for you may be different for someone else.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And that that comparison trap that we fall into so easily is just it can be toxic a lot of times because all we see is what's on the surface, what maybe we're seeing on social media and we're we're not seeing the day to day ins and outs of how everybody else is living our lives. And honestly, you know, if we're really honest about it, it doesn't matter how everybody else is living their lives. You know, we've got to get right with, you know, with our family and with the Lord and go, you know, what's the best thing for us for this season? You know, for for exactly where we are. And but it's so easy to just compare. Um, and that that communication piece that you mentioned, you know, communicating with your husband on a regular basis, you know, that's, that's huge. You know, those, yeah. those simple, somewhat simple things can be, you know, the make or break things just in things going in a day going well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it very much is. And, you know, it's it's always interesting, too, to talk to my husband about it because of the two of us, I tend to have the job that is a bit more in the spotlight and mm-hmm. some people could call it a little bit bigger, larger than life in that sense, yeah. just because of what I do, because I'm on TV and people see, you know, a lot of my assignments and my stories. Sure. But it's always interesting to talk to my husband about it because he says to me, you know. I think guys need to have this conversation more too. Mm. You don't often hear the guys as much talk about balance. Yeah. Um, and But he said, say, you know, same with us guys. We need to also, you know communicate with our spouses. And and again, for us realize that some days will be all work. And then some yep. days it's okay to be all kids and family. So it's good for all of us, like you said, to just not compare. Mm-hmm. And instead of criticize, let's just compliment each other on the good job that we're doing. Yes,
0: exactly. And just encourage one another as we do it. And, yeah. and know that we've got to do what's best um, for us. And we've got to get, the, get with the Lord on that. Um, And so it's going to look different for everybody in our lives. Um, Well, one other thing, you know, I wanted to ask you um, that we always ask people on the podcast is, um, you know, what's something that's marked you or something that has has changed you or just really, you know, made a difference in your life along the way?
1: Gosh, that is a really, really powerful question and an important one. Um, I did share with you earlier, you know, a defining moment for me was in high school when I had, you know, that pastor say to me that every job is a ministry. That was huge for me with my career. I think the other big moment was probably working in this industry, working in New York City, sort of the the first moment that I realized there are a lot of good people in our industry and a lot of believers that, that you just wouldn't know about because maybe they don't talk about it or Mm -hmm. they're behind the scenes. And, you know, I love CS Lewis. I'm a huge CS Lewis fan and Shadowlands is one of my favorite movies. And I got a chance to interview Anthony Hopkins once. Mm -hmm. And his wife actually said, that's her favorite movie that he's ever been in. Um, but CS Lewis said friendship begins the moment you look at somebody else and say, Oh, you too. Mm. And so for me, it was that moment of going, Oh, you too, to somebody in the industry. And I just want to encourage people and say there's a lot of good people. There's more people um, than you think that are trying to put out good projects and good movies and good television shows. So that was sort of encouraging for me when I really got the veil lifted and saw behind the scenes that there are a lot of people that are trying real hard to shine a light in our industry. And um, we we need to stay in there and, and keep doing good work.
0: Yep. And that that good work piece is such the the key piece to it, because that's what's going to give you the the credibility and the and the ability to do you know, to carry out what God's called you to do. But I, I love how profound but yet simple that you too question that you two statement is, it's just, you know, that that's all of us somewhere in there that we're all looking around and, and it wants, we want to feel like we're alone in whatever it is that we're in. Um, but so often we just need to just talk about what's going on in our lives so that we can go, you too? Like, I, I never yes. knew that this was hard for you or that this was challenging or that you felt this way. And so often we just want to make it look like everything's just fine on the outside. And just a simple question is, you too, you know, can, can really change the yeah. conversation.
1: Yes, I completely agree. And that's why, yeah, and that's why we get to talk about it and be okay with sharing that we may not have all the answers, but we want to begin to, you know, figure it out and talk about it and just be open and vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, You know, well, if you could just encourage the women who are listening today, you know, and, you know, maybe in one or two specific areas, just kind of from something that the Lord has taught you recently, or just kind of where you are in your life, you know, how would you want to just kind of give an encouragement to other women?
1: Oh gosh. Well, you know, I have a big heart for this next generation of women, these young women that are coming up that again have big career goals, dreams, ambitions. They're excited to go after life. They have mm-hmm. a skill set that they, they really think they can contribute to the world. To those girls, I just wanna say you can do it. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons that I wrote my book is I, I wanted to encourage them and take a look at practically what it means to negotiate a contract, ask for a raise, find a mentor, you know, maintain positive self-esteem in an Mm -hmm. image obsessed society, you know, find a partner that there are good guys out there. And that again, your timeline is going to be different than someone else's, Mm -hmm. but, you know, especially to those young women, I would say it's a really neat time for you to be going after your career goals and dreams right now. So I would just say go for it. Dream big. Um, Think about where you think God wants to take you in this world. I really truly believe that you can do anything if you work hard and you put your mind to it, mm-hmm. and, and God wants you to do it, and it's part of your destiny. Um, go for it. Give it 110%. Um, my heart is so there because I didn't always feel like I had that encouragement yeah. when I set out on my career journey. So I, w- I want to pass that on to this next generation. You know, ladies, you can do it. And, I, you know, I, I believe that you can have it all. You just can't have it all perfectly. (laughs) So be creative, be flexible. Um, I think it's all about, you know, just, just being creative and how we work the problem in life, but look at it as an experience and a journey, not a destination. um, But, but young women of faith, you've got a special place in this world. So go for it.
0: Amen. Well, I couldn't think of anything better to end on than that. And um, and I just so thank you, Megan, just for, for being genuine, for being who you are and just, um, you know, for, for not being afraid to model what it looks like to be a Christ follower, wherever it is that God's called you. And just to to be the one who said, you know, like, even though I don't feel equipped to write this book, I'm going to do it because I know it's what he's asking of me. And so that's, you know, that's not only affecting in my life, but I know the the lives of countless other women, you know, not only here listening to this podcast, but around the world who um who are gonna be encouraged by what you've had to say. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me and and letting me share. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the time.
0: Absolutely. Well, we've loved hearing from you today. And um, and if you guys want to, um, we're going to have some links on our um, website to all the show notes from today. We'll link to Megan's website, um, ways that you can engage with her on social media, um, and to information about her brand new book, Faith in the Spotlight. I hope that you guys will pick up a copy of that. Um, but if you'll go to lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast, you'll be able to find all of that kind of good stuff. Uh, make sure that you're using the hashtag on social media, hashtag marked podcast. And so we can find you there. Um, But we hope that you guys will keep listening. Thank you again to, to Megan Alexander for being with us today. And we will see you guys back here on the Mark podcast again soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, tweet at me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It's a great way for other people who aren't listening yet to find us. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week.